broadcasting from another dimension, deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, sending you secrets from the future. Directly into your motherfucking mind. <laughs> what up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode, episode 56 of the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast. Give yourself a hand job. You know what I'm saying? Get those fingers all the way in there and milk those titties because we are here for another week of brainwashing you to live your motherfucking dream life. You know what I'm saying? And and with me this week, convincing you that it's all worth it to go out and live your dreams is none other than Ghost Scout Christmas Morning, a.k.a. Catherine Cormier, um, an amazing, powerful woman. We are on a feminist revolution on this podcast. Two weeks in a row of powerful ladies. Shout out to the ladies in the world. Um, we love powerful ladies, and uh, she is no exception. She lives in a tent in the woods for more than half the year every year, you know, saying crushing it and spending spooky winters on Canadian islands, okay? So we're definitely going to get into super spooky territory uh, on this podcast with her. And if you thought the bonus extras from last week's episode were spooky and scary and terrifying, the death on the Cataluch. Just wait till you get a load of her bear attack story, okay? This shit is gonna make you piss out of your eye holes, all right? If you don't believe it's gonna happen, just keep listening and get the towels ready. Um, but she's an amazing visual artist, uh, and she just lives a very adventurous life, so this is a great episode. Um... I th- I don't know if the mic picked it up. I could really not make out what it was, but at a certain point, I think uh, Keenan gets tangled up outside and he starts uh, calling out and Athena goes and frees him up. I don't know if it got picked up. Um, just when I was going to jump up and see what was going on, uh, she went out because I was like, what the fuck is that noise? So I don't know if the mic picked it up or what. Um, but, uh, but that might be in there. So if you hear a very spooky sound in the background, that means that your house is fucking haunted. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed last week's podcast. That was a real special one to do with Athena. That felt awesome. Um, we have a whole nother episode that we recorded before that one where it's pretty much totally different material, I think. Um, so I think I'm going to hold on to that one a little bit and then maybe release it as a lost tape episode. Um, or uh, maybe put it up on the Patreon as an exclusive. Um... Uh, let's see, but yeah, we're trying to hit, uh, we're trying to get into a rhythm, back into rhythm with the podcast here of hitting, uh, releasing on Patreon on Saturdays and then popping it out on iTunes and SoundCloud on Mondays. So let's see if we can, uh, get that going. I'd love to have that be the rhythm for 2019 and have just a powerful year with the podcast. I got some really fun new ideas for the podcast. We're going to spice it up in 2019 with some new features to blow the shit out of your butthole, okay? Nothing but the best here at the Ghost Ship and Friends podcast. The most obscure podcast on the internet. Um, 
really excited to announce that I am going to be a, doing a set of six vinyl ghost shrimp minifigures with Unbox Industries. What? It's true. Um, not sure of the time frame exactly because I got a lot of work stacked up, um, but uh, that's an open-ended thing that I'm going to be doing with them. Um, I'm super pumped about it. They're super pumped about it, um, and it's going to be the beginning of some really cool toy collaborations between me and them, and uh, you know, I've really wanted to get into toys for a while i think that uh you know I, i've just always loved toys so much i'm super pumped to start to get my work coming to life in toy form um i think that'd be really amazing uh so uh stay tuned for more info on that um we got a lot of other big projects brewing but still kind of waiting for them to settle um i've been doing the work on spongebob and i might be doing more work for spongebob 3 um they want me to do more uh but we're just trying to suss out some other opportunities uh that have been floating around and and get my get my schedule nailed down um the Ghost Shrimp Mega Mall, if you don't know yet, head on over to GhostRimGlobal.com because the Ghost Shrimp Mega Mall is in fucking full effect, okay? Um, I'm right now wearing the embroidered Ghost Shrimp signature hat, and I'm wearing a fucking off-the-charts pink sweatshirt of the drawing of the three kids riding their BMX. Two of them are kissing. One of them's throwing up. They've got a gun. They've got a cigarette. It's all there. You know what I'm saying? The gang's all here. Um, the merch, we've been we've been uh, partnering up with Printful for all this stuff out of the shop. Stuff's have been stuff items have been flying out of the shop. Um, it's all printed on demand, so it's really easy. Uh, it gets out to you quickly. And let me tell you. We have gotten, I've gotten two long sleeve shirts. I got the black shirt of the kids with the tipped over cigarette machine smoking. I got the, um, a gray jersey knit long sleeve of the, of the, um, of the alligator possum guy eating the kid on the bike. Um, and they look fucking beautiful. It looks like I did the illustration on the shirt. The print quality is amazing. Um, we've had a whole, like over 20 orders and we've only got one, uh, dud someone's, uh, design when they washed it, it got messed up and, uh, printful handled it. Um, you know, that, that one just hadn't cured properly and they shot a new one right out to them. So hopefully they got that already. Um, a great customer service. So, um, yeah, get whatever you want. We got the bags on there. We just got the Shiva bag in. It looks insane. Um, the hat looks perfect. Uh, all let's see, one, two, three shirts, the hat and the bag, all those that we've gotten five for five all look flawless. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, I really wanted this merch to look great and I, and I could not be happier with it. It looks fucking insane. I'm so excited to just do so much shopping. I got a package from the Ghost Room Mega Mall today and I was flipping out because it's printed on demand. So I have to order it just like you guys. And I got packages in the mail and I was so excited. And we're going to be getting the logo on the packaging and stuff coming soon. I think that might already be on it. Um, but it's so exciting and I open it up and it all looked great. And I'm like a kid on Christmas, so fucking happy. So I'm hoping that some people will get some great Christmas gifts this year. We got the mugs there. Um, so much fun stuff and it looks fucking flawless. So, uh, you know, um, um, order it up, get whatever you want. We've got so much dope shit on there. And don't forget if you're on the Patreon, 
Uh, Patreon members get 10% off of orders over $50 with the secret code on the Patreon. So yet another reason to join the Patreon if you're not a member yet. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, of course, the workshop is um, for sale spots in round five of the 12-week online group workshop are up. Um, they're going fast. There is five spots left. Um, I don't know what the what the future of the, you know, I don't know what people, a lot of people are asking me when the next round of the workshop is going to be. I can't say for sure because I have a lot of big projects coming in this year. So, you know, I'm going to try to probably schedule it around that. So I can't say for sure. Um, but uh, there's no time like the present to fucking embrace your destiny. Go into 2019 with this super powerful workshop. I guarantee you that, you know, taking this workshop and participating with weekly assignments and weekly vid chats, um, with me, I will get you so hyped up. I will get you more hyped than you've ever been, no matter where you're at in your career. I guarantee you, whether you're drawing for a hobby or you're at the top of your career, I guarantee you that spending 12 weeks with me in this workshop and the group in this workshop and my assistant, I always get one of my assistants in there, you know, hire one of my one of my super powerful Ghost Scout homies who are killing it in their career to come in there and give feedback to. I guarantee you that if you sign up for this workshop, you will be more hyped than you've ever been about your creative career and you'll be more hyped and more focused than ever just about your whole life in general and really about creating a vision of who you want to be going forward. I don't care who you are. And especially if you're at the top of your game, you know how important it is to keep getting re-motivated, re-energized, and be able to get that little extra push to get to that next level. You know, I'm going to give you that push. I'm going to get you there. Whether you're really just drawing for fun and, 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 and enjoyment, it's all about having fun at the desk. That's where it all starts. Um, you can be working traditional. You can be working digital. Um, doesn't matter what level of proficiency you are, if you want to train with me every week, uh, be hyped up by me every week, work alongside me every week. You know, you're going to see what I'm working on. I'm going to see what you're working on. We're going to be giving feedback, um, one-on-one vid chats, weekly assignments. It's going to change your shit up. Garen fucking teed. If you show up and you do the work every week, you're going to have a completely different outlook on things by the time you're done. And right then you're going to jump into the online alumni group of everybody else that's gone through the workshop and, uh, you know, you're going to just keep it rolling. So it's a super powerful experience. When it comes to Go Shrimp, it's nothing but the best. It's nothing but 100% all in. You know what I'm saying? I want to be surrounded by killers. I want to be surrounded in my life by people who want to excel and be the best at what they're doing. Um, so join me in that quest. Uh, Ten spots. There's only five spots left. Um, do not sleep on it. GoShrimpGlobal.com. All right. Now let's kick it over to my man, AWOL1, and get into this juicy episode. <laughs> All right, here we are with a very special guest, none other than Ghost Scout Christmas Morning, a.k.a. Catherine Cormier. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Hey, hi. Good morning. 
Yes, good morning to you. Good afternoon here on the East Coast. You are on a remote island on the Pacific <laughs> coast of Canada. Yeah, belated good morning to you. <laughs> yes. Good present afternoon. Yeah. Yes. So uh, that's very spooky and mysterious right off the bat that you're on a remote island on the Pacific coast of Canada. Tell us about that. Yeah, uh, it's real spooky. Um, oh, uh oh. No, like actually, it's uh, it's raining almost constantly, and and then the rest of the time it's very foggy. It's um, it's called Galliano Island. I think this is just kind of the the winter situation here. It's just rainy, right? Uh, and it's beautiful. There's these very tall old trees, and everything is like quiet and covered in moss and. Wow. Um, it's pretty eerie. It's a really cool place to be right now. Yeah. Now, who else is on the island with you that is alive? Oh, yeah. I was going to say <laughs> the ghosts of children. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I'm here with my husband, Chris. Shout out to my husband, Chris. Love you, dude. And, um, my dog, Marcel, who we just found in a different forest a few months ago. Really? You just found a dog in a forest? I found him, yeah, on a logging road, actually, but like 180 clicks away from pavement, like wow. really deep in the bush. And uh, he was all messed up, really skinny and um, like freshly skunked. Like oh, really man. Skunked. Yeah. <laughs> we wow. took great pity on him. <laughs> um, so Marcel's here, too. And we got a few friends. I actually ran into someone that I know here, which is crazy because I was like, 30 people on this island or probably more than that, but like it's small. It's a small place. Yeah. 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 And it's a, it's, so it's a rather small island. So there's kind of one, one way to get out and one way to get in. Yeah. Yeah. There's just the ferry. Um, <clears throat> we took it from like Vancouver and then there's some other islands around here, Salt Spring, like Victoria. We're close to Victoria and Vancouver Island. Mm -hmm. um, I never even knew like this place existed. I'm from the East Coast. Uh, it's very exotic to me. Um, it's gorgeous. I recommend it. Yeah. Mm, so it sounds like if something goes wrong with that ferry, you're going to be in a very spooky situation. <laughs> Not my first spooky situation. <laughs> I can handle myself. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and we will definitely, we're definitely here to get some spooky stories from you <laughs> because you had the spookiest stories, I think, maybe ever submitted on the Ghost Scout Training Camp application. Yeah, I. you're right. I. Yeah, I remember you being excited about that, but then... Even like on Fortnite, I went for something different, which was also really scary. <laughs> right, right. It was really funny. It was a really funny time. Yeah, Telling, and, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Oh well, I was just, I was just because like I did a thing where <clears throat> I was like got really like on Fortnite. Yeah, so we all, you guys go around and then we share like appetizers and tell scary <laughs> stories. Right, of course. Light, flashlight and um. I just like my bit was that I told some story and then I got like really quiet and every and then the, like somehow the fire kind of died down as this happened too Ooh. and then I did like I, I did a special effects thing where I like screamed and startled everyone that was like my method I don't know if you remember but it was really funny because after we were like the first group and after we told it you guys told it to all the other groups so we could hear the scream every time um 
as you were. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, we go. We, yeah, Fortnite is uh, each team of three cadets builds a fort and we go around and have a little uh, spooky story and appetizer uh, party with each group. And yeah, as we went through, <laughs> yeah, I remember that doing the scream and everybody probably knowing it was coming and then also you could hear it yeah. <laughs> it <worked> both ways. <laughs> it's all about the buildup you know um but it was yeah it's pretty it's pretty good one classic spooky move yeah when me and my dad would like watch spooky movies together when i was a kid he would like grab my leg at like really spooky times <laughs> and stuff like that so i always do that to people now i love i love uh spooking people and spooking my children and spooking my wife especially because <laughs> she's really easy to spook so i really get her a lot yeah yeah that's a classic family thing i feel like um my brother and i uh, would like scare each other like we like I would like be in the basement watching TV or something and we would all like creep on each other and fucking startle each other to death yeah yeah like a classic classic thing yeah yeah that's awesome that's hilarious yeah so you are a very woodsy person um you uh you know you're in that you're on this wooded island now it's a, it's a largely wooded the island yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's like a few it's like a weird, there's a few places in BC that are like this to my, I don't, I don't actually, I've only been here for a few weeks, but it's like really wealthy people that have like beautiful island homes. And then like mm. weird, I'm assuming like anarchist communes or like I was saying like the ghosts of children and like yeah, just spooky. like little spooky, mossy, like, so it's a real, real funny, eclectic mix. Um, Yeah. We're and living on this sort of a semi-abandoned house. And we were just like, oh, so this is where you'll be. And it's like this couple that built this <laughs> house in the 70s. And then I like, think one of them killed themselves. Ooh, I'm not. Yeah. Oh, boy. Getting pretty yeah, spooky. So, <laughs> this is just, the spookiness just follows me around. I'm actually, I'm like such a sunshiny person. My name is Christmas morning. So I don't, you know, but I live a spooky life i do that's yeah. funny you are you do have a very sunshiny <laughs> uh personality a very big smiley face you know i picture you always kind of beaming like a sunflower and, <laughs> you know with your with your hair and all that and then but yes i mean spookiness does seem to follow you around i like that that's very mysterious yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so when you came to camp you had come we were just saying you had come from spending uh a lot of time in the woods planting trees yeah yeah i did so for the last <clears throat> four years i've been doing reforestation work which is seasonal labor um so we i do it in the spring and summer usually and so i'd applied to the camp and i was really excited i actually <laughs> the video that i submitted was like i was already at tree planting um i didn't have like any means to film anything and there's this like really uh, talented guy at camp who does videos and stuff. So I knew he'd have all the gear. So I just like filmed something really quick when the season started. And then I heard back while I was at tree planting still. And then I, I came right out of the bush and then actually like got married really quickly. I was going to say that you got married like right before you came. You're like, I, I just got married. Got married. Like, I <laughs> going to this weird thing in Vermont, um, like right after it says, it was a big year for me last year. Um, that was really cool, though. And then, yeah, and then it's like we were saying before, it stepped 
um, I like stepped up to camp um, and I was like already sort of like bush crazy. Like I, I feel like I'd already hit my like feral, just fucking swanky. I don't know. I just, but it was funny because a lot of the people were like, I've never gone camping before. Right, I camped, <laughs> um, yeah. I was like... It was just, it was really, yeah, it was, and, and I was kind of almost, like, over it, like, I feel like it's a bit grumpy, almost, um, for, on the camping side, but I was really excited to be there, obviously, yeah. and it was totally a different setting, so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and then, the, and then the, this year as well, I, I spent almost six years, uh, <laughs> almost six months living in the bush, like, from snow till snow this year, which is much longer season than I'm used to. And how many um, we, months is that? Uh, yes. Like, it was like we left in mid-April. We pitched our tent the first time, and then we called it a season in early October. Wow. Uh, so, so it's getting ch- it's chilly when you get there, and it's chilly when you leave. Oh, there's snow when I got there, and there was snow when we left. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's northern Canada, so, um, so yeah, it's not like – yeah, it was really cold. Um, but – but it was really good, and we, yeah, we did all kinds of silviculture related work. Like we were picking pine cones for a lot of this. Yeah, you were just telling me that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, it's hard work, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. I found out about it, I guess, through the tree planting, um, and it's something that almost no one knows about. Um, it's something you can do, guys, if you want. <laughs> make some bucks <laughs> people will buy pine cones off of you um they take the seed out and then they grow n- new trees which they sell to the reforestation companies so it's sort of a full circle thing uh yeah so my husband and i just like lived on crown land in the forest like really deep in the forest um and picked pine cones wow. for months there's here. definitely yeah. gonna be one person that hears this podcast and is like i want to do that <laughs> yeah, get get at me. I will. Uh, my my buyer's called Pickle. He um lives in Dryden, Ontario. Nice guy. Um, but yeah, you can do that. It's a thing. There you go. If you, if your bells are ringing in your head right now, Pickle will buy your pine cones. There's a huge need because no one wants to do that work. Wow. So tell us <laughs> about the work. Yeah, what is the so... day-to-day life of of uh, of um, pine cone picking for pickle? That's a hard one to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not doing it for pickle. Like, pickle's the guy. He buys the cones. Right. Um, but, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. We put in pretty long days. It's kind of, That's kind of a sure way to just get a lot of them as you just have a long day. So we would wake up really early. Um, <clears throat> typically like start a fire at camp in the morning and then at night, just cause it's cold and you want to feel warm feelings so you can keep going. <laughs> so um, yeah. So start a fire, we'd have like coffee and an oatmeal and then we just take our little pickup truck and our dog and drive to the, block the block is sort of the active part of the forest management area where they're logging um and there's like massive transformer looking machines cutting down the trees i don't think like logging isn't okay so you know the ghost scout logo is like this handsome little (laughs) axe carrying 
lumberjack with mm-hmm. a little pipe. Like that's not what logging looks like. Right. Logging is like fella bunchers now where they grab the yeah. tree and like cut it and lay it down and like they yeah. do all the Yeah, these like machines now they do all the steps, just it's like literally like a transformer robot that's destroying forests and right, it's like shoot it through a thing that peels off all the limbs right it just goes yeah. and all the brush is stripped away They're so big yeah some companies they look like they have like a almost like a canada arm or like you know like a pinchy arm yeah crab arm scoopy thing that like and then it grab and then it like cuts there's like a saw in there and there's like a bunch of like hidden and they do the whole thing with just this one. Yeah, it's it's really cr- so. We're like basically just two like tiny squirrels running around these massive machines on this like huge open um, cut forest, which is really weird. Uh, it's like being it's just a weird thing to be on a massive plane that was a forest that got cut, um, and then. All the animals are like crying and screaming in a corner somewhere because we're destroying their environment. It's really intense. And then yeah. we're like chasing the freshly felled trees that have the juicy pine cones on them. And then we just you might you might like hike around a bit and then you might like sit on a on a stump or something and yeah, just pick like a juicy crown for a while and then move to another one. We use our planting bags which would have like the trees in them to collect the pine cones Uh and just, yeah. And then you tie those up. You just do that all day. Like your hands get really sappy and messed up. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It must be a crazy sap (laughs) fast. How do you get out? How do you get the sap off of you? It just must become like a layer of skin. You just have black hands. Like it just stays on you. It's called, well, at tree planting, we call it perma dirt. It just does stain your skin. It stains your skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, they get, like, my hands get really dry and crackle. I mean, I post a bunch of pictures of my disgusting hands when I'm doing it usually because it's, it's really, it gets really gnarly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I can't do super much drawing while I'm doing that, unfortunately. Right, yeah, I was going to say, do you guys, is there <laughs> any time sore. to do any drawing? But I guess your hands are so yeah. jacked up that you don't even, you could do some, like, cave paintings, you know, with your hands maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do a lot of thinking about drawing. Like, I feel like I, I, I'm very, like, I have a season on, season off Mm. type thing that I've got going for the last little while and it's okay, you know, and I just kind of take pleasure in just thinking of ideas and writing down some notes and stuff. And then I just try to psych myself up for when I can draw. Like, so this winter I'm just going to be in Toronto and that's sort of like on purpose that I'll just have a window of time just focus on that. That's really exciting. That's cool. It's like part of your creative cycle and creative process almost. It's become that. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely plays into it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I feel the same way when I'm working outdoors, whether it's on the house or cutting firewood or, or whatever we're doing, scout related stuff or whatever. I always feel like that away time makes me appreciate the drawing time more and somehow is like, I don't know, just like when you take a nap, it like recharges your mind sort of. It's like when you're away, when you're doing something like, especially like some physical thing that like you're not really thinking about, like that's when you can kind of let your creativity kind of recharge yeah. and marinate and like weird stuff will just pop into your head. Like I love yeah. that part of it. Yeah, it's pretty, I know it's kind of like part of the whole thing. You got to lay off it a bit just to, let your ideas simmer, I feel like. Um, and then, yeah, I'm really trying to 
Like, I don't, I feel like, yeah, what I do for a living, if you will, is weird um, and sort of interesting, I think, to most people. Uh, sort of just kind of an unknown thing. So I'm trying to figure out a way to integrate it into my work more this winter, I think. Like, I just have so many weird stories and it just creates so many peculiar or unique situations. Um, and I feel like, yeah, they're like, they would be interesting to share with other people. I'm just trying to, I think, <clears throat> find a way to integrate that into my like natural drawing style or if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. No, that totally makes sense. And yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, you had some drawings when you applied to camp, I think, of like you in the forest camping, like peeing and like, I don't know, cooking food or just like weird stuff. And I was like, wow, these are so cool. Like it was like you had, it was like you because people will kind of generate artwork like that, like during camp and after camp usually. But you were coming in already with like these like camp related drawings. And I was like, wow, this is like, this is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, a few years ago, I did like a zine, a tree planting zine about it. And it was just um, like, I think half of it was like, um, shit you need to bring to yeah. be on top of it. And then the other half was just like, some short comics of like, uh, true stories, situations. Mostly it's about like, being a girl. And or, you know, a woman or <clears throat> like a uh, woman identifying and just like being out there and, and having this like special flavor of struggles um, yeah. out in the woods with like uh fucking, I don't know, hair and sweat and period and just gross stuff, stuff that's already so hard to deal with just regularly in life. But then if you like take it into like a dirty dude camp forest situation, it's even more absurd so i don't know yeah that was <laughs> so is it mostly guys in the camp uh well actually i've been really lucky with that with where i've worked <clears throat> uh the last few years has been fairly even i mean their crew bossing is mostly guys and like yeah it's 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 more i don't know it's one of those things like it's yeah, it was I think historically like recently become um, there's like a lot of women that do do it, but you still experience, you know, I don't know, um, I guess because it's out in the woods, uh, some guys feel like they could just uh, do the the thing where they're like a like a bit like oh i'm so strong and i'm so gross <laughs> and yeah. i'm so drunk <laughs> right right just let it yeah, all out okay. like we're away from civilization i'm a cowboy yeah yeah, yeah. so you know i don't know with the really uh kind of evened out camp i think that really helped just balance things out and make it like really like wild and and crazy but in a way that wasn't like um uncomfortable for anyone too much yeah, but i yeah. know that like some women have had like yeah some hard times because of the the ratio were just yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, that's how it is. And then you're and then you're like isolated in the woods, so that that adds kind of a layer to it, but Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's like well, I mean, your camp was like a pretty duty. It was like dudes. It's a dude camp, but my year was also like super full of like gals and just sort of so that was really cool too. I thought I was 
really yeah, stoked. Your, was your year the year where there was seven girls? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like honorary girl Daniel and John, I think were the only <laughs> the honorary ladies. <laughs> They're like so sweet. Um, yeah, yeah. It really worked really well. Yeah, yeah with seven girls and then the two like quietest dudes of the all sweetest. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like the bombest. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was like, I, I felt so glad actually that that was the year that I came. Yeah, yeah that was so much fun. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. year was funny. It was the reverse. There was one girl and eight boys, and it actually turned out to be fine. But I was definitely like, ooh, yeah. that's like just it feels like too much masculine energy. But somehow, I don't know, because we had the female counselors and visitors, yeah, and you yeah, know, it, it, it all worked out. I mean, I think just because of the culture we have now is sort of like. I don't know. Pretty, balanced. pretty balanced <laughs> yeah. anyway, but yeah, but, uh, but I definitely like it more when there's a nice balance. I think it makes for, yeah. I don't know. I think it just, everybody has different energy and it just kind of brings the, brings the elements like that. I like that. Yeah. 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 Me too. <laughs> so, was there anything that you remember from Girl Scout training camp that sticks out in your mind, like your experience <laughs> at camp? Like, like what did you think well, <clears throat> camp was gonna be, and then when you got oh, here, man. like, what was the what what were the differences? Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, so I was listening to like a few of your yeah of like previous podcasts mm -hmm. um, this week in preparation. I um, had like listened to a couple, but like not. <laughs> no offense, like not super much. <laughs> All right, this podcast is over. <laughs> like, <laughs> but then, but then this week I like listened to so many. Uh, so I'm all caught up now. But I was just gonna say, it seems to be like a common theme that like a lot of people <laughs> showed up to camera and were like, "This is not what I expected." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so same with me. I, <laughs> well, okay, yeah. I so I think again, like I came to camp from like a very specific experience of like being at the tree plant, like planting like three, two, two to 3,000 trees a day. That's so insane. Months. That's so insane. And wait, just describe how you plant that many trees a day. Again. <laughs> uh, I, me personally, I like cry a lot while I do it. <laughs> because you water it as you go. That's perfect. No, no, I, I cry a lot, but it's not, it's not, I mostly I plant the trees and I smile and then I, I don't know. Um, you just gotta get, you just gotta stay pumped and like try to have fun with it. And uh, if you're like not having fun, you pair up with other people. And um, but what's the I setup think, like? What's the logistical setup to plant that many trees? Like you have a whole sack of little of little trees. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's people running trees. They bring you these boxes that. Uh, say keep cool on them <laughs> so I think which is both to say that the trees should remain cool and to like you like don't lose it because you're in the middle of the woods by yourself so just keep cool and um I like that there's there's like hundreds of uh little uh saplings so they're like um small plug trees they look like there's like a little dirt plug thing that's about two to three inches and then a little tree thing on top of that about the same length and then you stuff like maybe two to four hundred of those in your bags which are attached to your waist and then you like do like maybe a pump up screaming thing or a pump up like dancing thing and then you like run into your piece <clears throat> um I like the like pump up ritual uh I had some friends 
Owen, I think, and Riel, who used to, like, you would love this, Dan. They would, like, uh, stand together with their, like, trees in their bags, like, ready to go. And then they would do, like, a, like a, almost like a Dragon Ball or, like, like a, like, where they would, like, squat in front of each other and, like, scream, like, from a low to a really high, loud, just, like, just scream <laughs> while facing each other. And then, like, their body would, like, trick up the adrenaline and they just run onto their piece and like race plant trees. And I think that's a really good advice. You should all do that. Uh, aspiring tree planters, just f like fake, just fake your body into, um, having the, the adrenaline rush there. That that's a good jump start. Yeah. You can totally just psych yourself up. I mean, I do it yeah. all the time. That's like my yeah, whole deal is just like, it, like I'll just be walking around and I'll be like, God damn it. I'm not psyched at all. And I'll just go out and, you know, just do some, <laughs> do 50 jumping jacks and just, yeah. just pound my chest and do some screaming. <laughs> you got to just get out there and get yourself hyped up sometimes, you know? Yeah. So you would like probably be really good at it because yeah. you like really good self-motivation to just kind of, and then it's like it's uh, performance based, so you you get paid by how many trees you plant. So that's a good thing to keep you doing it, I guess. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, and then you, yeah, you like scour, you like walk around this freshly cut <clears throat> or not so freshly, but like cut forest, and you replant it, and um, you have to follow like density specs and kind of do it, do a good job of it. There's people checking. And yeah. So you're kind of planting in rows, sort of. Yeah, yeah. So you like people do it in different ways, but I will like plant a row, mm -hmm. let's say to the back of my piece, and then follow it back to the front, or then like work it back to front, or you like assess your piece as you go through it, and you can work it sort of strategically in little little pockets, or it depends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was okay. Yeah. So, so I was. You came right out of there, and you I came right to that. camp. <laughs> I was doing that for like. <laughs> two months or something, regular season. And I, and you're like living in a tent and there's like sort of showers and you're, you're just like, I don't know. You're just, it's, it's your, yeah. You're working so hard. What every are the day. sort I, of showers? I, what are sort of showers? Uh, <clears throat> what I mean by that is that there's like, uh, there's like a shower trailer sometimes, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of, it gets pretty nasty. It's not oh, really God. anyone's job to clean it. So <laughs> and I'm like, gross. we're so disgusting. So a lot of people opt with the, like, almost no washing. But there's also a lot of, like, um, yeah, like babbling bricks and sort of right, right. fucking nature around so you can go for a dip. Um, That's pretty fantastic. Yeah. I always like the brook dip. Yeah, yeah. So I, some people, I think, feel, like, liberated by, like, not washing at all. Mm. And you're just just like crest out and I, I totally get that you like lean into it <clears throat> and then some people are like uh just it makes it like self-care like they wash and it also helps them so whatever your thing is you know mm -hmm. you just do you so I came out of that yeah um like straight to my wedding and then straight to <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the same where you I, I feel like you had to be kind of wheeled up to the altar in a wheelbarrow and they were picking the pine cones out of you and you know. <laughs> I walked barefoot to it or no I was wearing sandals but I my husband's also a tree planter like he's done it for over a decade so mm -hmm. we just it was a bit surreal uh we just got married in a park it was wooded it was summer it was nice it was really nice and <laughs> it was really funny to be like squished between all these like crazy things um and just 
sort of get like see our family right after tree planting to do this was hilarious um it was very it was intense and then we and then and then i was like bye love you bye (laughs) yeah and then i flew i think to montreal and drove to vermont i'm not sure i don't remember yeah met everyone at the hostel right right i drove out with john i think uh to to camp and then you (laughs) yeah and i like so i think it was celia who's saying like she didn't realize there'd be so much exercise and that was that was the same that was the same case for me oh the 6 a.m the 6 a.m workout yeah i don't mind the 6 a.m thing i really liked your symphonic wake-up call (laughs) right right that was real nice. I like that a lot. I like when someone, I like when someone personally wakes me up. Like if, like anyone, like you know when you're a kid and it's like alarms aren't a thing yet, and it's like just like your parent is like, hey, it's a new day. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I <laughs> never person, thought of that, I'm but yeah, totally. yeah. So I like, I really like that. Um, not as like loving, maybe, but I still appreciated it. And because um, Dan does this like bird call I guess. yeah i go caw, 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 caw. I go, pop it up pop it out let's go yeah. don't be the last one let's go i should do it like a parent i'll be like all right guys let's go let's get ready for the day let's have a I really a great day <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um i like the wolfie additions mm-hmm. there's like a couple of those sprinkled in there were like wolfies also and he's like way higher pitched than you. He's like, kaka, kaka. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. The father and son edition. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so I like that, but I don't. I was not. I did not. Yeah, I didn't. Somehow, I guess I didn't read it thoroughly or something. I don't. <clears throat> but I didn't. I okay. Small like anecdote here. I did not bring a bra like I didn't <laughs> not a sports bra not any bra I was like right, totally right. braless and a lot of these exercises are like uh jumping centric. Yeah, right off the bat 100 <laughs> jumping jacks here we go <laughs> so I don't it was, I was like low-key like holding my boobs the whole every day just the right, whole time okay. just holding being my own bra mm-hmm. um so that's I feel like you should put that on the website like people with boobs bring some support for them for the that was like that would be a note from me to you about several sports bras or in the in the um like you have like a little like stuff to bring like diva cup and Mm. like and like sports bra oh i love that the diva (laughs) cup is the girl pp is like the girl penis thing it's uh (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) i thought there was like a little tube you could use (laughs) That's like a, it's like a menstrual cup that you, you like put in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like a reverse dick, I guess. Or I don't know what it is, but it's a cup. Okay. The the dick thing is a good idea, too. The little um, funnel thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. They're like in the same category of consumer goods. the diva tube. The diva tube. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyways. Yeah. So that was like, fuck. And then... (laughs) Uh, also like the tree blending thing is really <clears throat> like, I was, I'm like, come out of that really strong. Um, like I'm, but also like really wrecked and tired. So I was like, I was medium on the, the whole, I, you have like a really, really good, um, energy 
you emanate. So that's really helpful. And like, I think Kyle and Alex, shout out to Kyle and Alex, uh-huh. who were um, the sweetest guys, real funny guys. Those guys were funny. Powerful, powerful counselors, <laughs> so, Dusty Lupus. Yeah. And um, uh, what am I, I blanking Alex, on? Oh, my two Derricks. Uh, my shout two out Derek, my two Derricks. Yeah. I think Alex would always eat like a single boiled egg in the morning or maybe that it was Kyle. right yeah no i think i, I think that's how it's maybe they were really like yeah they were really and then they you all three of you really um helped i think like getting us pumped for the exercise bit and then yeah obviously also feels good the rest of the day mm-hmm. so that was not and then also so actually half the camp i wasn't prepared for and then also the like the work <laughs> I like came out of the tree plant and I was like, you work hard for that money. And then I get here and you're like, yeah, we're going to like do this hard work. Um, and then the reward is that um, you, you, you did it. <laughs> I was like, right, that. right, right. <laughs> I was not, um, it took, I had, I, it, t- it took a while for me to be like, oh yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, you guys kind of lay off me. I think, a bit for that reason too. Like I, I, and then also Wolfie took a great liking to me. So he, I would just let him like climb me and, or like kick me for like a, a large part of the, the work portion of the day. And I'd be like, Oh, he's, Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a very valid uh, role at camp is like entertaining Wolfie. That's like, you know, (laughs) Celia really started that off. And then uh, it's it's a grand tradition of, of Wolfie really taking a shine to people and, and, and <laughs> kind of great. following him around everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Let him know that I really like his uh, haircut. I saw that. And I was like, Oh, cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be, it needs a little refresher now. We got it at the beginning of school, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the blue Mohawk has been long coming and uh, I'm, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's a good look. So that was my, yeah, that was my, um, coming into the, but I mean, otherwise I like, I thought it was such a trip. I really liked, um, like everyone that was there was so cool and it felt really good for me as an artist because, um, I don't, like I'm, I'm self-taught and I feel like a lot of the people that were there, you know, just like came out or were in the process of doing studies or like training in animation or I guess just much more, I don't want to say legitimate, but like um, more like through the institutional channels. And, right, right, um, like gone like, to college or out there yeah, trying to get a yeah. career going or, or yeah. work in a career, yeah. Uh, in the field specifically, right? And so I thought that I would maybe like feel alienated or, but on the contrary, I like it was really um, validating to have everyone give me so much like positive feedback and get so excited about the things that I was doing. Um, so it was really positive for me. Um, yeah, and that's, that's great. like, I really, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was such a cool atmosphere. I thought it was like a really nice mix of people yeah. that we got, we got together. So that was really great. Yeah, yeah, that was a special year for sure. That was a great year. That was year six, and yeah, that was the year that 
that we had uh, the the seven girls. That was awesome. Yeah, I I am such a huge fan of your work. I know I told you that at camp, and you know I know <laughs> that I say that online as well. You know, admiring your work, but I think it's so original, and you know the look of it, and the just the the vibe of it, and the content. I just I'm such a fan of your work. So I, I just wanted to tell hey. you about it once again. Oh, stop it. I'm fan, I'm fan of your work. And everybody should go check out your work for sure. We'll, of course, have your link in the in the description here and, and people can check it out and enjoy it because it's really fun. It's just really yeah. original. Like, it just has a real unique voice. And I just right off the bat was like, wow, so cool. So, Yeah, yeah. I put up a lot of, like, more recent stuff from this year. I'd been, um, yeah, just kind of needed to do that. So, yeah, definitely check it out. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, and so, you know, what's the, before we get into the spooky stuff, what's the, um, cause that's, you know, of course we love the spooky stuff on this podcast. Um, but what is like the, you know, what's, what's your sort of dream life? What's your, you know, where you are right now, what's the vision of kind of what you'd like your, you know, your, your life to play out as here? What's the, what's the vision of your kind of like, you know, your dream world? Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. That's a big question. And, you know, actually, um, I think because of the way that my life has been so far, the things that I've gone through, I didn't, I wasn't like huge into making long-term goals before. Um, I just never thought of things that way super much. Mm -hmm. Um, Always been more sort of like, yeah, like the present day, the present moment's real important, but also like just sort of unable to, to look into the future. But actually, like, filling out your application was the first time that I had to sit down and seriously think about it. And it was cool. I was thinking back about what I wrote then, which was two years ago, uh, or, like, yeah, over a year ago. Uh-huh. And what I'm thinking now and sort of the progress that I've made. But I'm right now I'm struggling a bit with finding balance between – the Sylvie culture work, which is like, and then the, my artwork, because like, like we were saying, I I do it in this way where I'm very like on and off, like fully on, fully off almost. Um, and that's hard sometimes. So I'm trying to find a way to balance that out a little bit better, Uh um, over the next little while. Uh, but yeah, the reason that we're sort of hustling that way as well, um, Chris and I is that we're, trying to get enough pine cones <laughs> to um like build something for ourselves a homestead i've always moved around heaps uh like we moved a lot when i was a child and i'm just sort of a just traveler um and that's been great uh but i'm like getting a bit older now and i really want to have a place that's my home I can go back to so that's where we're working towards and I think that that like materially the Sylvie culture stuff is we're really getting closer to that and that's a huge motivation because I feel like once we achieve like some level of that I'll be really able to like fully dedicate myself to sort of the artwork stuff even though I'm not like I I am like like I was saying like this winter I put aside to work like almost solely on that, which is really exciting. Um, and so, yeah, that's the direction right now. And do you have <laughs> any idea of what creative projects you might work on uh, in the winter? Yeah, a little bit. I think I'm at a point now where I feel uh, like 
strongly enough about what I'm putting out to, um, like try to maybe have a little show would be cool. Uh, I think, and then I, I've also always thought that like storytelling is a really big deal to me. And I think I would really love to, uh, put together like a, yeah, like a real small story, like a, like a graphic or I just, I really like the word picture. Things. Yeah. 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 So maybe <laughs> so like a like little a, comic gets to get into yeah, some comics yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, ni- a nice, like juicy, real comic, like something, something a bit more ambitious. I think something at a pro- like a larger project would be really, would be really fun for me. And I think I'll have a chance to do that because I'll be put like just stay put in one place for a while. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's really, really and cool. Toronto's like a really creative city. So I'm kind of excited to be there just to touch base with the community there too. I don't, I have some friends and so I know there's like a lot of gorgeous stuff coming out of there. So I think that'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. And don't they have a big comics like convention and scene yeah, and stuff over there? They do TCAF. Yeah. I believe is in the spring. Um, so we'll see about that. That I know that a few Ghost Scouts are like have applied to table there. It's yeah, it's a really big one. Actually. Is that did you table there before with them, or did they table there before? Uh, I'm sure some of the Scouts have. Okay. I we tabled at Exposine in Montreal, which is a big uh, small press fair with like a lot of comics and zine and art books. It's really cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in the fall though, and okay. yeah. Yeah, we did do like a ghost scout table. That's so cool. Year. I know. I love it when they do that. They've been doing that for <laughs> I feel like several years now, and I that's so yeah. cool. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah, um, Jackie came up from New York for that. Yep. Shout she, out to Chilbo Baggins. Shout out to Chilbo, little onion in the house. <laughs> little <laughs> onion. No, nope, not gonna be that. No. <laughs> you guys were like, her name's yeah. gonna be Little Onion. I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's your. It's your privilege. It's your power. Gets it. I know a lot of people had weird alternate, alternate. <laughs> it's good though. And then yeah, and Celia, and then Jared was there, like, because it just timed out that he was showing his short at a festival in Montreal, like almost at the same time. So that was like, a, like I met him then. He's such a cool guy. Um, and then Steph. Stephanie was there too. Yep, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny when you say I'm 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 backtracking a little bit, but you said it when we were talking, and then you said it now again. It's so funny. You go, and we're gonna try to collect enough pine cones to build a house. <laughs> it really sounds like you're gonna be living in like a like a like a brush pile like a brush pile of pine cones. <laughs> um, I just mean like literally our pine cone money. Is <laughs> yeah, no, I just the visual. I like the visual better. I like this yeah. like. You could really get into fun, the fun of making I'm a, a professional crazy squirrel. Like, yeah. This is real business here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I'm, you know, and I'm, I am thinking ahead and I'm really excited about what's to come, but I'm still figuring it out too. Um, and I think as long as I'm just like active and putting things out and sharing it with other people, it will sort of start making sense yeah. eventually, you know? Yeah. Totally. totally. That's cool. Yeah. All right, so 
Let's get down to spooky stories. <laughs> <laughs> you said you have some new ones and you have some old <laughs> ones. So, you know, wherever you want to start. But let's get these. <laughs> let's share these very spooky, spooky stories section. with everybody. I'm okay. Like little trigger warning to anyone who's had like a bad bear experience, because I think calling it a spooky is like it is spooky. Um, frankly, though, it was like fucking frightening like it was traumatizing like what I'm about to tell you is not I'm gonna laugh because it's just sort of part of my defense mechanism and personality but it's not funny yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was it was yeah it was so bad I, okay and it happened a while ago so I'm like I'm cool to tell it yeah and I figure actually this might be good because I could just point other people to this recording if I don't want to like reliving it perpetually I could just be like oh um yeah, I was on a podcast, so you just... Yeah, this has been fully documented <laughs> on an obscure podcast. Let I'm me send you the link. link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, so I guess I. that's really the main one. Like, I think living in the woods is just speak, spooky and, like, on a daily basis. Definitely. Um, for a lot of reasons. But, okay, I can set it up for you a little bit here. Butter so... us up. Butter us up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> so, yeah. No, we were really lucky. This is, this is crazy. Um, so, yeah, at tree planting, there's a, a big portion of orientation is, like, bear awareness, is, like, bear education, where they, because we, because they, because, you know, they, you set up camp, um, just sort of on just land that's like not it's we're in the middle of the woods and so there's a lot of wildlife and so they tell us sort of some like safety measures to do re that there there have been bad things uh one of our friends pete pete got mauled by a bear about a decade ago and so that story comes up he's good he's fine you guys don't worry too much shout out to pete Shut up, Pete. In uh, yeah, so he, so that was a pretty bad story where like a bear attacked him while he was in his tent. So yeah. there's like tent between them, but nothing else. And it was he made out made it out alive, but I think it was really life changing for him. I'd love to talk to him more about his bear encounter now that I've had one. But and what kind of bears so are we talking about? Oh, uh, so these are black bears. Um, they're not. They're not the big brown grizzlies that are on the West Coast. They're like just the classic regular Canadian black bear. Although you know they get big um, later in the season, and they're they can be very like food curious. You know, it's not their fault. I feel like they get a bad rep. They're basically like enormous raccoons. Um, so if if you're like being an irresponsible camper, which, you know, I am in some ways. Um, you're asking for it. No. Well, yeah, they're, they're just, they're, it's kind of like, okay, you know how some like huge dogs think that they're little dogs and they're like, yeah, hold me, like hold me, but they're like heavier than you. So it's like bears are like, they get a bad rep. Um, yeah. cause they're so dangerous, but <laughs> They're just hungry. They're just out there for the snacks. Um, yeah, so we had a lot of training, which was lucky because I think that made us react in a way that wasn't stupid. When this happened, 
which was not at the tree plant. It was when we were by ourselves comb picking. Um, so that made it scarier. I think we didn't have anyone around us or any support or safety nets or anything like that. We did have friends when we started doing it, but then they left to do like regular stuff, regular life stuff. Mm-hmm. And we stayed out in the woods. And it was basically, um, so if you were in Sioux Lookout, which is about an hour north of the Trans-Canada in Northwest Ontario, then you would drive for another like two to three hours on unmaintained dirt logging roads. And then you would be where we were camped. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so you're like far from even like gas station, like nothing's Yeah. Around. We're far yeah. from cell phone service. We're far right. from anything. There's mm-hmm. not like, it's just, it's really off the grid. And so, yeah, we're like two hours drive away from cell phone service. So it's not, wow. It's super real. Yeah. It's like real spooky. It's not like, it's spooky. It's like, it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's funny, you know, I, I keep thinking like when I was a kid, I didn't, I wasn't scared in the forest or in the dark or anything like that. I was just excited. And now that I'm an adult, like I'm so much more scared of stuff. Yeah. I think it's because I've learned that like the world is a scary place, right, but right. it's kind of sad. Yeah. At the same time. And I'll have the naivete. Anyways, I was, um, yeah, so we were camped. We'd upgraded from a tent to a small shack that we built together. Um, yeah, you would have loved this project. We, like, just wanted to put something together that was a bit modular that you could, like, snap all the panels together and build a little house and then unsnap them and then just have these panels that you could stack up into a trailer. So mm-hmm. that's how we got, like our little shack out into the woods. Um, And uh, yeah, and uh, we were, it was like the middle of the shift or the end of the shift. So we were just like, we were like camped. There was a logging road that stopped. Um, There was like, there used to be a bridge there for when, when it was active. And then they took the bridge off. So there's just this like cul-de-sac. Um, where there was like absolutely no one and we set up camp there and uh one night chris and i were <clears throat> in bed watching cartoons <laughs> we course. were watching steven universe actually and <laughs> like i said um when i told you initially about this we were watching the jungle moon episode which is relevant because um it was just this weird thing where i don't know if you've seen that episode but it's like um stevani uh, is like on a jungle moon planet and there's like all these beasts and um, they're like fighting it. And just, just like, this is happening. I was, I was like, they're fighting a big beast. We started hearing like some ruffling outside, like some, I don't know, there's like a tarp on top of the, <clears throat> on top of the shack. So sometimes we get spooked just because there's like a breeze on the tarp and it, it sounds like something messing around out there, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were immediately distressed. But then the uh, the bear, it turns out, was um, right after the faint rustle, like climbed onto the rooftop. It was oh like a low hanging rooftop, and it was it was in it. What it was like, it was yeah. Um, so, so the wood panels started like caving in like not breaking but like dipping in words 
aggressively. And then we were like, because <laughs> this is like three quarter inch plywood or something or half inch yeah, plywood. Yeah. Like what is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 It's oh not fair. Uh, so then we, okay. So then I like, I've never felt adrenaline like I did when this was happening. And it was like true fear adrenaline, which is like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even describe it. Um, so that, so we both like jumped up and then we, we put our hands up to try to support the beams to oh like, my God. this is like Jurassic team. park. This is like when the yeah, T-Rex no, no. heads coming through the yeah, car actually, in Jurassic park. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we were holding it up so it wouldn't like collapse inwards. Oh my god! Into the small shack, it would be a really bad situation if it got into this very small shack with us. Then it like got off, and it but it was it it was so into that there were like there was like food smells in the shack, and I think you know we were really like stupid about the food management, and that's why this happened. But well, yeah, and. And the bear just kind of kept, you know, and the thing about the shack is it only has one window. Oh, boy. Um, so we didn't have visibility. Oh, God. And, <laughs> oh, God, because, it's so spooky. <laughs> and, beca- and because we were doing a haul the next day, our truck was, like, not that close to the shack. It was typically for safety reason. We had it, like, right next to it. But because the trailer was hitched, it was like maybe 30, 40 feet away from us. And we couldn't see the door side without opening the door, which we didn't want to do. And we, but, so there was only a window on the opposite wall of the door wall. So, and it was pitch black because it's the forest and there's no light. <laughs> so, so, okay, so this happens. Um, where I'm, I would like start shaking, like full body shaking right away, and we're trying to like get a peek of it um, through the window, and then we do. Um, it's standing on its two rear legs. It's got its like front paws on the window, and it's like seven foot tall. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like two feet away from me, oh. separated by plexiglass and. Um, and, uh, like not, so it's kind of like I was in a tool shed. It's not like, it's not, I mean, it was, I'm, I'm alive. So it was kind of solid, like it, but it's, it was so scary. Um, and we saw it and then we screamed at it, uh, because bears are just sweet, large raccoons and you, you can there. You can startle them. So we did that. We startled it. We saw it kind of scour away. But then for were you about, guys like banging pots and pans and stuff like you're supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. So we, I was my technique was like I was waving my arms above my head and screaming like like real a real fear scream. And then um and then Chris had a hammer that he was banging uh, against the. We were just we were yeah, and it was. For me, a good fear management technique as well. Totally. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Just let it out. Like, <laughs> so, so we, it, yeah. So, it, but then it was for like maybe ninety minutes we were doing that. Um, ninety minutes. Yeah, for a oh long. Oh my god, that's time. exhausting to have it that much meant, fear for that long. It was really, <laughs> yeah, it was really exhausting, and oh we. Oh my god. 
the bear came around to the door wall because we had like a we had like a bin with water and like dirt like not dirty dishes but dirty dishes water which was like enough to entice it and it like was climbing on that and just scratching like at everything and it was and we couldn't like and then sometimes it would stop and like we didn't know where it was oh my god <laughs> um it's and basically dad, 90 minutes you guys basically just lived through a horror movie that's like that's like feature yeah. length now yeah um yeah, we both lost our voices. Like the next day, we were like whispering at each other because we screamed so much oh for so God. long. Uh, okay, but then we're both fucking like I'm a ghost scout, and we're both experienced bushworkers. So once we got over the initial like incapacitating fear of the situation, we were like, okay, let's make a plan. Like we realized that we could startle it and so i was like the next time that we see it through the window and we startle it and we see it dart like because they run away mm-hmm. um and like if you've ever driven close to a bear they just like rush into the bushes oh yeah usually. They, yeah almost any time i've ever seen a bear they're running away yeah exactly so um so we were like if we like witness it kind of darting in the opposite direction then that's our window we should calmly go out the door into our truck which is like a safe space because it's metal metal box so theoretically safer but supposedly they can pull the car pull pull doors off of cars and stuff too if they really want to they're so strong yeah but you you could like drive away yeah oh right true true (laughs) true yeah obviously what we're trying to do so um in, so in this scenario, I, I was thinking your your battery was definitely dead and your tires were flat. I was getting way oh into the God. way no. into the horror movie. No, no, no. Okay. I mean, yeah, that could have happened. Did not. I'm here to tell the tale, so you know it ended. Right, right. But are you still alive? Or is this? Like, are you a ghost? That's the spooky reveal at the end. Is that you're a ghost on the podcast? <laughs> First ghost guest. Yeah, so we determined this, and we, <laughs> I, like, packed up my little backpack, and, like, like tightened it, like, real tight to my back, I, like, grabbed my puppy, who's was just, like, completely silent and cowered in the corner, like, no help at all. Yeah, yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> I grabbed it like a baby on my hip, and then I had an axe in my other hand. Um, and we discussed sort of, like, different alternatives like how we should respond to different things um tim you guys were good you guys were good to think about this like scenarios that's great yeah but i mean i'm not i'm like down i'm not down playing the but i just like you said 90 minutes is the full length of a horror movie and we were just screaming at the walls for that amount of time and it was like it was not cool um yeah so 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 we got ready he had a hammer i had an axe we had love between the two of us, we were like, we're strong and beautiful. We can do this. It was so bad. And then the, and then the thing also, is, it was pitch black outside. So we had a lantern on inside. So we decided to turn it off and just be in total darkness so that we could see outside. Right. Cause the light makes it so you can actually see way less. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we, t- so we hadn't like, so we, so the, there's a few of this cycle, the bear kind of darting and then coming back or like being silent for a while and then making noise again. And so we were really cautious there and we 
<clears throat> turned off. So this, this is the like silent dark phase of the story. Oh my God. They're just like in the middle of the shack, like holding her weapons <laughs> and breathing and, um, kind of listening and kind of looking out the window and, uh, trying to get our opportunity. And I couldn't see it anywhere. And I was like, <laughs> like, on, I was like on the window, like staring out. And then I looked down and I saw like it's round black rump. Like oh it was right God. below. Oh no. my God, it is like a horror movie. It's like Jaws. <laughs> ah! So, um, so I, so we did what we said and we just, we both went hard and sharp at it and we're like, ah! and we like banged both simultaneously and it, and we startled it, which is what we were trying to do. And it ran right in the direction that we were, which is the opposite direction, right? Of the, that we're going towards okay. the car. Right. Okay, so good. I grabbed my puppy, grabbed my axe, got my backpack. We opened the door. We like you know, knees bent real low, like spy walk. Like you can't run. Apparently it's like, you're, you don't want to activate some kind of whatever. Yeah, you don't want to trigger that chase. Yeah. Yeah. So we just were like, I'm like <laughs> pivoting and walking to the car and then we get in and then we slam the door and yeah, we made it out. <laughs> oh my God. And then you guys slept in the car. Like, was it dawn already? Yeah. So at first I was like so pumped on adrenaline that I was like, we're driving to town. <laughs> like, right. like, we're going to go drink. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like raining and it's, it's like a, it's like a three hour drive on dirt. It's really kind of dangerous actually. And, yeah. and, and then Chris was like, uh, he's a really smart, he's a really smart person. Um, and he, in that moment was like, yeah, we're just like, high on adrenaline right now but like halfway through the drive we're both gonna it's so late it's let's just you know park it some ways away and we'll figure out what to do tomorrow um let's get some rest you know and I was like okay that's it. so we just kind of like pathetically huddled in the cold car and um with our puppy and try to get some rest because we had to do the drive the next day um and the next morning we so we decided to just like yeah, sleep in the truck a few hundred meters away from the shack. And the next, yeah, and the next day we, uh, we, we went back to see in the daylight and the <laughs> half of the roof was like cleanly ripped off. Um, like the whole, like the whole roof panel with the nails and like hundreds of nails in it was like cleanly peeled off of the shack. Wow. And, and, um, and the plexiglass window was, which I've driven over those before. They're kind of hard to break. Mm -hmm. was like exploded because it, pro it probably went in through the, I think it like pulled the window kind of a, kind of a part. And then, and then the, this is a thing that they do. They like make some trouble, but then to get out, they need to like destroy much more. So I think, I'm not sure how it got in or out, but the cabin was pretty messed up. And, uh, so we had like this metal table and it was like bent, <laughs> just like a huge, like bear. Wow. In it. But yeah, we made it out totally unscathed and we were able to reclaim the, 
shack bits and put it back together eventually, which we did. We did that. We went back and like kept going after that happened. Damn. So you guys <laughs> just kept on picking or planting. Yeah, well, I was, I was like, yeah, well, I, okay. We, um, we, yeah, we had a weekend lined up actually after that to just like, kind of independently unrelatedly, um, to go on this cabin with my friend, Abby, uh, who, whose family has this like little Island on Eagle Lake with like these cabins on it, which is beautiful. And we had been meaning to go. And so we, that was kind of planned anyway. So it was really good because there's like no predators on that tiny Island. Oh my God. <laughs> like, we just, like stayed indoors and ate fish and just kind of processed the emotions. <laughs> um, I, yeah. And then decided, like, we, we had to decide what to do. Um, but we ultimately wanted to, yeah, no, fuck it. We, we, we like wanted to reclaim it and, and, and sort of, cause we're like, so much of our work is out there yeah. and I'm like scary things happen, but you don't want it to, I don't know. Yeah. We just agreed on this and we, um, had a whole weekend to figure it out. And then we, and then when we went back, there's a few loggers that like live on the block cause they're working there. So, and we like got to know them over time. So we went up to them and we're like, yeah, we need some fucking neighbors. <laughs> like we're not, we don't. So we pitched our shack um, next to some friendly loggers and then they like were big men with guns and they were friendly and they were there to sort of and then there's like a traffic and noise on the block so there aren't as many like predators right. i guess around. so we yeah so we stepped up and then we kept yeah we kept picking for a few more weeks a couple more weeks after that damn that is quite a story i am riveted <laughs> i was like sitting here with my mouth open catching flies here like that's a crazy story yeah i'm yeah so yeah, I haven't told it in a while. Like, I'm not, wow. I know, it's a big story. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a really intense experience. But I think <laughs> that's good that you got back out there, too. So that's, you know, then it yeah, just kind of heals right it. Way. And you're just like, well, hey, now we've been through that. It, it really makes you stronger rather than if you kind of just never went back. It would kind of be, yeah. Yeah, be like more like baggage. so much more cautious, too, about, like, food things yeah. after that. And, uh I, I was like, I got like javel and I would just like rub everything with javel after every meal, just like the walls of our house. <laughs> What's javel? What's that? Um, it's like, uh, sorry, like bleach. It's oh, just yeah. like, like, I was like, this will be a deterrent. I don't right. even know if it's like a thing. But I was just yeah. Like, yeah. You're just soaking um, in bleach. You're just taking yeah, baths and bleach. Just like burn all the garbage and, um, yeah. And then it was like, I mean, it wasn't great. Like I, after that happened, like every little sound outside. Oh my like, God. It must just like get the, your adrenaline like spiking <laughs> up. Like, just the tarp, like gently, like oh cracking. The, the fact I, that yeah, it was crawling like, over you guys is so scary. <laughs> and not only that, but we like, we work for 12 hours a day in the forest. Like we're not, there's like a tree line all around us, but we're, to, yeah. I don't, we're always like together and with, other people and yeah now did you have any like bear did you after that did you get any bear mace or an air horn or anything like that well we had we had <laughs> hilariously we had like a lot of whistles and air horns but some reason for some reason they were all in the truck oh when my that God. 
Um, so keep it on you at all times, kids. Yeah, for real. And, uh, yeah, we have those things kind of on us at work anyways, which is why they were in the truck, I guess. Right, just, right. We, wow. I know it's like, yeah, the one time you kind of slip up, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So long, we just kind of – and, you know, it wasn't the first time. I am I really think that that bear had been on that campsite before because there was a day when we came back from our – our pick with like, and this was when uh, our friends Russell and Sarah were with us. So we had like a bit of a camp going and we came back one day and there were three, there were like three signs, I guess that there'd been like something <laughs> at our campsite. One was that, um, the huge like kombucha <laughs> jug that Russell and Sarah had, had been like hatefully like, like, like pushed over damn <laughs> like, the bear ate your scoby like, that could be anyone like we don't i don't you know that could be any hunter coming by i don't know but yogi, then that was like yogi, yogi bear yogi <laughs> bear came and stole your scoby <laughs> yeah. precious scoby it was it was ruined but i was like a lot of people could have a reason to do this but then there was like there was a saucepan a saucepan that had um like holes in it like big holes in it oh. which i thought was like maybe Russell was do like shooting at it, like doing shooting practice. But I also had seen him use that saucepan like for every meal. So I was a bit confused. Right. And then last one was one of my rain boots was missing. Just oh, one of my rain boots. Oh my God. And then you looked and the bear was wearing it. <laughs> it was three bear tracks and one boot <laughs> track. When you followed it, it's three paws and one boot. <laughs> so weird. But yeah, the saucepan was like bear claws or bear like teeth, teeth that went ball, through yeah. the metal yeah, yeah wow so we yeah but we were like we were so like um i don't know we were just having such a like a happy joyful jam out there like discovering this job that you can do just camping and like picking pine cones in the woods for a living and those guys had a canoe and we just like had the best time out there that's cool um, so we were a bit, yeah, we were a bit relaxed about the whole thing before the incident happened. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> damn. And, and so those aren't the spookiest stories that you have from camp, right? Or, well, that's a different kind. That's a terrifying story. <laughs> but I remember at least, I remember two things. I remember you had a story about being kind of Blair Witched where there were some spooky oh, artifacts yeah. left outside your tent. And then I can't remember if it was connected or unconnected somehow, but there was another spooky story about like a room being built inside of a room that you were like in unbeknownst to you, right? <laughs> we're going to cap it right there. And you know what that means. More spooky bonus extras coming at you this week. And you're not going to want to miss these stories because they are some of the spookiest that we've heard and I fucking love it, okay? I was sitting there through this whole podcast freaking out when she was telling that bear story. Oh, my God. I should have filmed it because I was about to shit. Um, let's see. So you can follow Cato at... Uh, uh, I'm going to say it the American way. She says it in a very nice French way. Uh, that'll be at the end of um, the uh, the extras. But uh, you can follow her at Catho underscore Cormi. That's C-A-T-H-O underscore C-O-R-M-I on Instagram. You definitely want to do it because her work is mega fresh. And she said she's going to be producing some fun stuff this winter. So be sure to check it out. 
And uh, she's just a dope-ass person, as of all the Ghost Scouts. You know what I'm saying? We got a crew of killers up in here. Um, but, uh, yeah, big shout-outs to Kato for coming on the pod. Um, hopefully, we'll get to see her at the Ghost Scouts Super Summit this coming spring. Um, let's see. Let's get to these shout-outs. Uh, Junie needs to get up here and take a nap. Um so, of course, uh, fans of this podcast, um, go on over to patreon.com slash ghostshrimp to show some love to the podcast. For only $1 per episode, you get early access to the pod. You get 10% off orders of $50 or more at the Ghost Shrimp Mega Mall, which is a fucking fantastic deal. You basically make your money back right there. Um, and, uh, you know, then you get freshly dipped in all the newest Ghost Shrimp gear. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting here in the hat. I'm sitting here in the sweatshirt i got a long sleeve underneath i am fucking powerful right now you know what i'm saying these ghost shrimp garments give you superpowers of hype they're gonna make you feel good about yourself you're gonna be way more sexually and handsome and beautiful than you were before you owned it um but uh yeah and then of course you can get shout outs over at the patreon we got the we got the marinated steak tip shout outs we got the beef stew shout outs you know but of course we start with the uh, $1 members, we shout them out as a group. Big thanks to the Green Smoothie crew donating at that $1 level. Enjoy your early access. Enjoy that 10% off. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy the Behind the Foreskins mini-sodes. Uh, more coming. I've been, I'm, I'm closing in on, on the inks of this raw tray. Um, it's really a masterpiece. It's, it's getting fine-tuned. It's looking fresh. Um, and, uh, yeah, I can't really talk about anything else right now. So we'll leave it at that. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah. All we got left is these shout outs, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to start. We got those, we got those green smoothie shout outs going. Um, we got the marinated steak tip shout outs coming at, maybe we'll do it backwards. Maybe we'll do it backwards. We'll start at the bottom of the, of the beef stew shout outs and work our way up. We'll end with the, marinated steak chip shout-outs, you know what I'm saying? So we're doing it backwards today. Um, Big Beef Stew shout-out to workshop alumni Alejandro Fuentes. You know what I'm saying? He came into the workshop, killed it. He's an example of someone that, you know, already had a really established art career, but really had a great time uh, challenging himself to make more personally creative art. And he created some of the most amazing art that we've seen in the workshop. So big shout-out. You can check him out at Los Focos. Uh, big shout out to Ghost Scout Christopher Nelson, a.k.a. Planet Nelson. Holler at me, homie. Um, big shout out to Curse Gift. Oh, and we know uh, Planet Nelson's beef stew is definitely vegan. He's the first vegan Ghost Scout, first of many. Uh, big shout out going to Jesse Kukukadani. Big shout out to Ghost Scout Velvet Dojo, aka none other than the boy Dalton Stark. Talk about sexual energy and sexual entertainment. Make sure you follow his ass everywhere he goes, okay? We got. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. We've got Beef Stew shout out going to Scott Higgins, aka Buck 80 Pounds. Uh, we've got big shout out going to Ghost Scout Frogadile Dundee. 
aka Steve Winfield Meyer. Big shout out to Workshop Alumni Jesse Primo. Big Beef Stew shout out going to Ryan Sims. Get in a beef stew waterfall with all your friends. How about it be tubing on a fucking chunk of beef on a beef stew river? That would be so warm and meaty. Uh, I know that Michael Broncado would definitely be pumped to get in a beef stew hot tub with me. Um, uh-oh, here comes my man, Bark the Dog, B-A-R-C, barf, barf, a.k.a. Alexander Andrew Lansing, a.k.a. Ghost Scout Dusty Lupus. Uh, we've got another Ghost Scout coming at you straight out the workshop alumni group, Chris Murray, a.k.a. Mr. Husband. We got another Ghost Scout by the name of Joran Thornton, a.k.a. Michael Joran, another workshop alumni. We've got Big Beef Stew shout-out going to Chris Burke. Big shout-out to the homie Jesse Moynihan, uh, Adventure Time alumni. Uh, another workshop alumni, Kayla Dakota. This is littered with, with you know, that to me is the biggest testament <laughs> to the fact that uh, maybe I'm not as annoying as I think I am when I'm talking because these people have gone through 12 weeks of like like 45 minute long videos every week from me, half an hour, 45 minutes, weekly vid chats with me, and they still wanna come and support the podcast. They wanna make sure that I keep talking. That is amazing, thank you very much. Big shout out going to Wayside. Um, Big shout out going to my neighbor and new best friend, Kent Osborne. Uh, big shout out to Arguably Art. Big shout out to Ghost Scout Cheeky Bookie, aka Alexi Giroux, another Canadian Ghost Scout. We've got so many of them. Uh, we've got friend of a Ghost Scout in Denmark, none other than Try Man Hunt. Try Man Hunt. Try Man Hunt. The name you have to say three times, just like Beetlejuice. We've got big beef stew shout out going to Devin Newman. Big shout out to another alumni of the workshop, Bobby Morgan, aka Nobby Wood. Bobby Wood. We've got big beef stew shout out going to Ryan Quincy. We've got a vegan bowl going over to year six camp champion, a.k.a. Beard Lips, a.k.a. Crognack, a.k.a. John Mansfield. Big shout out to Big Shot Hollywood director who doesn't live in Hollywood, Mark Osborne. Big shout out to Uncle Terry. We got clients in here. We got friends in here. We got workshoppers in here. We got Ghost Scouts in here. We've got complete strangers in here. It's an eclectic mix. Um, big shout out to New Zealand, to my homie, 
the Go Scouts Sports Magic, none other than fantastic animator Daniel Foothead, a.k.a. Dr. Foothead. If you don't know about this man's animation, stop what you're doing. Go right now and watch them because they're dope. Big shout out to the Pratt homie, Raphael Tanghall. The most talented man that I know. Big shout out to Workshop Alumni Zeta. Big shout out to Pablo Meiji, a.k.a. Young Wolf T. Oh, I got your message, homie. I'm going to hit you back. Uh, we got another shout out going too. Oh, and these, the, the last three of them were $3 shout outs. And now we're getting into the marinated steak tip juiciness. Okay. These are vegan and non-vegan as well. We've got throw a meaty old steak tip on the grill for Yvonne Santiago. These steak tips are dripping. These steak tips are smelling like a million fucking bucks. You got to marinate them. Mm, they're going to be so good. We've got another marinated steak tip. Shout out going to Johan Elverby. I feel like we need to make like cuz we have the podcast merch on the um on the uh, in the Ghost Trip Mega Mall at ghostroomglobal.com. I feel like we need beef stew shirts. I feel like we need marinated steak tip shirts. Those are coming. Um I'm definitely this year going to be making new stuff specifically for merch, which is going to be very exciting. And shout out to everybody that's been ordering cuz there's been so many orders, it's been so amazing. Some people are ordering four shirts at a time, multiple items, you know what I'm saying? Get it. Um big shout out to Big Beef Stew. I mean Big Marinated Steak Tip shout out going to Michael McLean. Uh and last but definitely not least, the girl in Maine from the Norway Brewing Company. Big Marinated Steak Tip shout out to Erica Mahus. That feels good. It's like the it's like the fights, you know? The heavyweights come in and they get shouted out at the end. You the last one to walk out you know the that that's the top fighter is the last fighter to walk out so shout outs to erica malhus with the last steak tip shout out of the podcast you know what i'm saying and uh you know of course when you're out there following your dreams pursuing your goals this week setting those little goals making little steps that are going to add up week after week month after month year after year your life's going to be getting better Make sure you're out there also inspiring others to do the same thing. You know, that's the way forward in this crazy ass world. That is the only way forward is inspiring each other, uplifting each other, hyping each other up and finding new paradigms where we are cooperating with one another and not just looking for the conflict and the differences that we have. That leads to nowhere. Think about who benefits from that, right? Think about who's at the top getting all the dividends from everybody squabbling over this and that bullshit and, and what's on the news and all that. You got to see through that. You got to see what's important and you got to get other people on that same wavelength. You know what I'm saying? That's what this podcast is all about. So uh, I hope everybody has a great week. We're going to come back at you next week with another dope podcast um, and some more bonus. Stay tuned for that bonus spooky story. Um, and uh, have a very productive high morale week and uh, stay powerful and above all, stay peaceful, y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's the way forward. Peace out.